0: Hello and welcome to the Bristol & Bath lifting club and today we need to have a very frank and honest discussion about something that is very 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 important. In fact I think it's probably the most important thing in the history of gym bro culture and working out and shit like that. It's so much more important than like overhead press technique and bench press technique and what the hell is even an overhead press anyway because we're talking about results we're talking about gains we're talking about why you started going to the gym in the first place and most importantly are you ever actually going to get that thing that you set out to achieve is that what we're talking about <laughs> yeah of course it is how are we not talking
1: about that I Thought we we're talking about patience patience is a virtue uh, okay see there's a famous saying as a quote i don't know who patience is a virtue and consistency is key is key and that's another fucking
0: often quoted thing it is isn't come it come on you can do better than that what else have we got well My worry is that if we were to say, because I can probably tell you that this is all going to end on that very quote, patience is a virtue, Mm. but we need to get, because that's like the punchline or the end of the story, but we need to get to the end. We need to get to the last chapter of the story. So there's understanding whether this patience is a virtue thing is actually going to pay off and that sort of thing.
1: Yeah. So being patient, being in it for the long run, that's the important thing. But getting to that end goal, you've got to have a series of many little goals to get you to your main goal. So yeah, be patient, but also plan accordingly. So there's two topics of
0: discussion surrounding goals and stuff like that that I try to have with my clients. Rarely am I able to actually have the discussion I want to have because they won't normally open up most of them until like a month or a couple of weeks in when they get to know you. And the the first thing is like what you've said about what is your long-term goals, short-term goals, what have you. And then also, why do you have those goals? Because understanding why you have those goals, we need to kind of, to a certain extent, understand whether we're ever even going to be able to achieve what you're setting out to achieve. Because we, can think about things in a very a very simplistic way you know a lot of people that come to the gym will say i want to lose the mum tum i want to lose the bingo wings i want to look like i don't know uh underwear model or whatever that was what one of my goals was short-term goal was that um but do they ever get that will they get that it's really difficult because I can't see into that person's mind as a personal trainer. So for me to understand when they say I want to get jacked, I don't understand what that means because I can't see that. Can you get, like, from a perspective, if I look at them and see a change and stuff like that, then yeah, potentially, but there are obviously some things that people with social media and stuff like that think that they're going to get and they just can't get. Similarly I've got people that come with diabetes, uh, you know, really bad medical conditions and stuff like that that's only going to get worse and we have to kind of think well you're coming to get fitter and that but five years time you're probably not going to be able to get out of your wheelchair you know it's like what well, yeah. is the dark side of this here topic that I'd love to go into
1: The things that we said about getting jacked, because that was one of my original goals. Yeah. Was to get jacked, get strong. But mostly get jacked. I just wanted to be bigger, stronger, But what
0: did that look like for you? Did you have a specific image in your
1: head? Yeah. When I first started, it was really, because I didn't know anything about steroids or Mm. how much drugs were being used in the industry. So when I was going on like bodybuilding.com, I thought everyone could look like that. Mm so i was like well i kind of want to look like that not as like veiny but i want to kind of yeah. look like that so that was my goal but the whole idea of being jacked is very subjective yeah exactly um, and it's also uh, you know social media we've talked about before but it's very it's very misconstrued um body dysmorphia is a big thing big rexia mm-hmm. you know not thinking that you're muscular enough or big enough that's, that's a very prominent thing in social media but yeah, Jack, being jacked is very subjective. I had an idea of what I wanted, kind of like a bodybuilder, but not quite as big. Um, but I had no idea that drugs were being used. And even up to a couple of years ago, I'd see like social media influences and I didn't know if they were natural or not. I know better now. Nowadays, I can point straight away and say who is and who isn't. So I've got got a bit more experience now, but you know there was even on social media let's say like five six years ago um i thought there are certain people that you could look like and then later they get exposed to being on steroids so it's it's really yeah it's really subjective
0: from my perspective i cannot honestly say that i can give a client what they truly want from in terms of fitness goal and stuff like that unless I have a really, really, really good understanding of what it is, that picture and stuff in their mind. Because yes, we can work out together, we can train, you can get on nutrition, you can get really athletic and stuff like that. You can have a better, more functional, more athletic body mm-hmm. that's better than 90%, 95, 99% of people out there, I should imagine, you know, because let's be fair, most people <laughs> are very much out of shape. But that still might not be enough. So it's very difficult in terms of what I see is a very, I don't think there's a huge amount of people that are putting a lot of content, in that, content out there as kind of like a role models and stuff like that for someone to look at and say, that is me in a couple of years time. Because a lot of the fitness influencers and stuff like that put out a lot of transformation videos and various other things like that. But it's all very sus. It's all very suspect. And it's all very, very, very kind of iffy because you have these things like, oh, this is my six-month transformation. And then it's gone from someone that's some scrawny little kid to someone that's, like, jacked out of their own. Have you seen that meme
1: where it's, like, this skinny white dude and then it's, like, my (laughs) six-month training transformation? is like, this hench black guy. But anyway, yeah, so it is very... um, it's very sus and also you've got things like lighting and filters when it comes to social media as well exactly but people don't can't navigate
0: that so for a lot of people they don't know what is good progress because we see bad progress mm. we see bad progress in the gym that we're in with regards to how long people have trained and what they can lift from a strength perspective yeah training and age other and strength
1: levels yeah yeah
0: so we see stuff like that and there are markers and stuff but the everyday person generally I think judges that mainly on it for aesthetic reasons and completely aesthetic because you can you can look at people and I've got clients that can that couldn't get out of like I have one person that comes in on a a mobility scooter and it's a struggle for them to do anything the first time they came in and for them great progress is actually being able to get up move around pick things up off of the fucking floor like that's big Whereas, you know, that's been a transformation, I suppose you could say, in terms of strength and stuff over a couple of months now. But there are people that have been training for years that they're not making progress. or They don't think they're making progress. But also the sad thing is, obviously, there's people that are actually doing really, really well but they don't know how well they're doing compared, because mm-hmm. all they're doing is comparing themselves to other people that they've never met and or probably aren't real, like you said, filtered. AI. Yeah, fitness. exactly <laughs> right. <Influencers. laughs>
1: Sometimes I have people who tell me what they want and even show me a photo. I had one client who showed me a photo of um, the dude who plays Daredevil in the TV series. Okay. I forgot his name. Charlie Cox, maybe? I right. think that's his name. I mean, you wanted to kind of look like that. I was like, okay, well, in order to get you here, we're gonna to have to get you on a slight calorie surplus to begin with, you're gonna to need to get a lot stronger than you are now, and then we'll look about doing a cut later. Um, so some people do have an idea of where they wanna be without, you know, getting too involved with social media or bodybuilding or anything like that. And then I've also got clients where their only goal is to simply have um, a degree of freedom of movement as they get older. Mm. and the strength level um aesthetics doesn't really matter to them what matters is that they stay functional going into their 70s so it all depends on what people are after but some people do have a goal in mind and i look at their goal and i think actually that's pretty realistic i can definitely get you there um but some one thing i do find misconstrued is that they think they can do it a lot quickly. Like, when mm. I ask them, I'll be like, how long do you think this is going to take? Yeah. And they're like, oh, I don't know, like, you know, eight months or so. And then in my mind, with the experience that I've got, I'm, I'm like, I'm thinking, well, it's, it's actually going to be closer to three to five years. Mm. Um, so, you know, people don't really understand how long this stuff actually takes when drugs are not involved. Yeah. Um, when they're natural and when they're a complete beginner
0: the way in which things are from a fitness industry perspective is that they're not going to find people that really represent like a nice natural progression because mm. of the algorithms and all of the digital marketing stuff like that the dodgy sales people the v shreds of the world yeah are going to be the ones that pop up and they're the ones that say this is a six week transmission. this is your six hour abs get abs in six hours type thing yeah and is that kind of thing which is you know for your average person that's what the the average person I think is going to be comparing their own fitness journey towards and I think I mean I'm going to go out here and say that your in regards of how long that you've been training for you're unlikely I think to have the same goals as when you first start if you've been training for a couple of years you're not likely to have the same goals as when you first start whether you could say those goals have matured I don't know there's an argument to say that yes or no whether it's you know not on an individual basis but in general people could say you're you know when you do have a little bit of knowledge and experience and stuff like that your your goals might be a bit more matured in the fact that you have specific goals rather than just showing a picture of a celebrity type thing yeah saying make me look like that please
1: i think your knowledge matures as well because mm. when i first started like i said all i cared about was getting jacked um i thought you could do that without getting stronger i yeah. just thought if you went through the motions your muscles would get bigger fluff and pump training exactly exactly but well, that's
0: still perpetuated through pretty much all of YouTube fitness like every <laughs> single YouTube fitness channel by these very big jack people from even people like the, Sh- the Schwarzeneggers and the people that you think yeah, you know yeah. the right the encyclopedias of bodybuilding and stuff like that is all about volume 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 it's quite funny isn't and it because
1: I, I fell into that trap of volume 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 without adding weight to the bar and I wasted many years and it was only when I started getting a lot stronger than I, than I was where the muscle started to show itself Anyway, so my original goal was to get jacked without getting stronger. I thought you could just Mm -hmm. do that. And then as time's gone on, now it's more the other way around. I'm on the other end of the spectrum. I just want to get stronger. Don't care for aesthetics as much, although I do obviously still care. But it's not the most important thing. Strength rather is. But the thing is that I found is that the two go hand in hand. The biggest Mm -hmm. guys will always be the strongest, and the strongest guys tend to be the biggest. So it's really hard to isolate one and the other. What
0: changed for you, though? Can you remember when it changed and why?
1: Yeah, it changed probably about eight years ago when I realised that all these people were taking drugs in order to look in order to get to the size that they are. Right. And then I found people who looked really good without the drugs, and mm. they're all into natural bodybuilding and natural like powerlifting and strongman and all this. And then I realised that. Okay, the, the underlining rule here is for naturals, especially for naturals, is you need to get strong. That's where the muscle is going to come from, is getting a lot stronger than you are now. And I feel like a lot of people simply do not get strong enough in order to build the physiques that they are after, especially as a drug-free athlete, um, which is why we listed out those strength standards in the first place. Um, but I, I tell people, I was like, okay, if you want a big chest, you, you need to be uh, benching at least 140 kilos in order to have that big chest. So uh, a lot of people kind of fail to reach these numbers because they either have quite low expectations for natural lifting or they just. Um, you know, it's, it's a lack of information on, on the online fitness community because they're following people who are taking steroids.
0: But this is the problem. No one's ever said that. I bet, like, the amount of people that are listening mm. will never have heard anyone say that before they yeah, would never yeah. have ever heard anyone say that before like no one's actually given them numbers What they what you get is a oh get bigger progressive overload volume blah 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 which which are important tools and they do make sense and stuff like that but no one's told the skinny kid to aim for a specific number
1: exactly right? and, I, and i wish someone told me that because i fell into right. that trap of volume 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 not adding weight to the bar mm and I got stuck for many years. So I've kind of, you know, I've built a decent amount of strength since I started taking it seriously, but for a long time I did things wrong for so many years and I got stuck in what I now coin novice purgatory Mm -hmm. um, where my training age didn't match my strength level or my physique and it was really frustrating for me and it was only when I pulled away from all these famous influencers and bodybuilders roid heads It's only when I pulled away from that and looked at what the elite natural lifters are doing where things really started to click and a part of that is old school bodybuilding before mm. drugs hit the scene you had these bodybuilders who were training full body three times per week maybe four times per week um, focusing on progression over everything else with performance came the muscle and I took that sort of approach and my physique tra- like changed really quickly I got strong really quickly compared to what i was doing so there's
0: obviously websites and stuff like StrengthStandards.com. i think is one of the most popular ones with regards to numbers and stuff like that but we're going to put some numbers down for those that are watching or listening on the patreon um and there'll be some numbers it'll be interesting to see what people compare with regards to those numbers because if you did the classic Three plates-a-side bench press, four plates-a-side squat, and five plates-a-side deadlift. Mm, I say plates because we have an international audience now. The People in Russia listen. (laughs) And obviously the US. So, you know, (laughs) we're on multiple continents. (laughs) Um, Can that be a guarantee that that's going to be physique if you can do that lean let's say let's say lean because people want the abs and stuff like that if you can do that lean yeah there's probably very little chance that you're not gonna have your stereotypical yeah you're gonna look nice you're gonna look pretty
1: fucking jacked honestly so i'll go i'll add two more two more standards to those so i would say two plate overhead press so 100 kilos strict press and then yeah three plate bench three plate row okay so we're doing the big five here well
0: three plate row if it's like a pendula row row. let's just say it's got to be yeah more than your bench yeah yeah so
1: three plates is you know that's a good that's a good thing name 141 kilo yeah and then 180 squat 220 deadlift yeah you're you're gonna be pretty jacked you know and and on top of that if you could do pull-ups for days dips for days as well gonna look awesome people are gonna know your lift you're gonna fill out your t-shirt you're gonna fill out your shirt um and like liam said if you're staying relatively lean you're gonna look pretty aesthetic um but yeah you need to get a lot stronger than you are now to build the muscle that you are after and sometimes i tell clients kind of like my standards for beginner mm-hmm. intermediate and advanced and they are shocked they, they think the beginner standards are yeah. big weights they yeah. think that's big weight. but they
0: are when you look at what people actually use exactly exactly fluff and pump training yeah but this is the issue there are people in the gym that look good that they want to look like that are doing the fluff and pump
1: training yeah so what be your answer to that then mark hey eh? eh? hey <laughs> <laughs> i would tell him i would tell him that they they can build more muscle and look a lot better if they got on a proper strength training routine, you can do the fluffiest, the, all the fluff and pump training you want after the main work is done. Um, which kind of like, you know, that's kind of my power building approach. So I focus on strength and aesthetics, powerlifting and bodybuilding. Um, but I make sure that I do the main work first, and then you can do all the pump, fluff training you want afterwards. That's fine. Um, But progression does still need to take place. But yeah, if if people look good and they're lifting light weights, they can look even better, even better, and have a lot more muscle and a lot more strength if they got on a proper program.
0: Now, there's a lot of cliches. We've already brought out a couple, like patience is a virtue and all that bullshit. Yeah. Obviously, comparison. They say comparison is the thief of joy, which means when you compare yourself to other people, then you're never really going to be happy because there's always a bigger fish. There is, particularly of the slippery fish variety, <laughs> but they're all juice <laughs> of their gills. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Lots of fish jokes there. There we go. That was a good. Um, one. Yeah, it's not too bad, <laughs> was it? Right. So here's the thing. So delving into that in a little bit more depth, the reason this is the reason why comparison to the Thief of Joy is not just about the fact that it's not going to make you happy by looking at other people and there's always going to be someone bigger and better at you. Is that those people that you look up to and those people that you see in the gym and stuff like that, you don't know what their story is. Obviously you don't necessarily know what they're on or anything like that. But mainly their starting point is not your starting point. There are people in here that on their first day of the gym i've met have a better chest than i do because of genetics it's just a genetic thing there are people with bigger arms and stuff like that but a lot of stuff you know it's very difficult for you to compare yourself to someone else when you do not have that exact same body what you can however do which is why progress pictures and stuff like that are really important is that you can compare yourself to yourself so if you want to race someone then race yourself that's kind of a healthy i think much more healthy approach to doing it unless you're in a competition in which case gold or you know you're just (laughs) if you get silver you're just the best at losing
1: what's that film talladega nights if you're not first you're last yeah (laughs) but yeah like liam said healthy competition is fine um But lifting is a personal journey and you don't need to compare yourself to anyone except for yourself. So it's all about am I better than I was yesterday or have I improved in the last month? If the answer is yes, then you're doing great. You are winning. It doesn't really matter what the other people are doing. Goals are specific to you, they're your goals, so just keep chipping away at it.
0: I'm also completely guilty of this as well. As someone that has struggled a lot with body dysmorphia and stuff like that, that just tends to pick up everything gym-related as well, you know. So I have always said, since, you know, learning and understanding more and more about lifting and stuff like that, that you are not allowed to, in any way, shape or form, judge yourself on your appearance until you get an advanced strength standard
1: (laughs) yeah there we go if
0: you don't have an advanced strength standard yet you need to stop bitching and crying about it and how the way you look because you are not even allowed to look in the mirror and judge yourself until you actually reach that at that point we're allowed to talk i'll have some sympathy but i'm not going to have any any sympathy whatsoever for you if you're trying to get big strong jacked and look like a fitness model, until you reach an advanced strength standard. Now we can talk about motivation and all of that kind of thing that keeps you going there because the only thing that you're allowed to worry about or moan about is if you didn't up your overhead press or your bench press or whatever it is. It's a numbers thing. I am more interested in focusing on the numbers as opposed to your thoughts and feelings with regards to how you're looking because the looks will come with the numbers yep and you've been given numbers now so shut the fuck up (laughs) and do what you can to get those numbers up if you're going in the gym and you're upset with your lot in life or anything with your appearance or anything like that then guess what the best thing to do is literally to push those numbers up and focus on that use that determination to go and put an extra kilo or so on on an overhead press or something like that go up some dumbbells go up a plate or something like that they say more plates more dates don't they yeah which is not necessarily true because
1: you can get too many plates and then (laughs) you'll get no dates so going off what a said because that's really important about upping your numbers so numbers are obviously infinite so the journey never really ends But you really want to be trying to up your strength standards as well. So like I said earlier, I had a client who I mentioned the beginner strength standards and he was like, wow, that's big weight. Because he was new to weightlifting, really, he he didn't really understand what was strong and what isn't. Mm. Um, But really, you want to up your strength standards as much as you can to the point where they feel almost ridiculous and then really push for that. Because even if you fall short of those ridiculous standards, you're still going to get pretty far. And with strength comes muscle. I tell a lot of my new clients this. I always tell them, let's focus on getting your numbers up first, and then we'll do a cut so you can see all that muscle that you've built. But first thing you need to do is get you stronger. Whereas a lot of my clients, and I'm sorry, going off topic here, not a lot of my clients, but one of my clients, he cut too early and lost a lot of the muscle we had built just mm-hmm. because he got a bit of ab anxiety. Because he was
0: starting I to lose have, his abs. I have ab anxiety. Yeah, he
1: there's, had that. So he ended up cutting early and uh, losing a lot of gains. So there's
0: this thing I've in, uh, I've I've worked. It's, it's worked well for me, so I'll share it with regards to ab anxiety. And you can find that on the Patreon. So you know, <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'll actually say it before the watershed because it's 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 good. It's juicy, right? Yeah. So there's this thing with ab anxiety, obviously with regards to body fat percentage and stuff like that because the lower your body fat percentage, the more the abs are going to pop and stuff like that. There are a couple of things that you can do in order to get your abs to show. One is build the muscle because it is a muscle that's there, so the thicker the muscle is the higher body fat percentage it is going to show chances are it's probably not going to show that well above 20% body fat okay but there are things that you can do such as cable crunches and stuff like that any sort of weighted ab work that will mean that your abs are going to be more visible at a higher body fat percentage but it's really about how low you're willing to go and then the things that get discussed with regards to how low you should be which is healthy and how low for gains and stuff like that this whole main gaining and bulking and cutting and all that sort of thing there's a lot of professional people with letters after their name and powerlifting records and all that sort of stuff which say very very contradictory and very very different things and one of the things that I know to be true is that Everyone has a difference of opinion with regards to how shredded they actually want to be. And look, most of the you know, crazy fitness influencers that you'll see are you know, under 10% body fat, which is painful. That's, for, for the vast majority of people, that's going to be uncomfortable. You've got to be very careful with your diet and stuff like that. It's not optimal for gaining actual muscle mass and strength and stuff like that. You're probably going to feel like absolute shit mm. around that. However, if you hold your body fat, because everyone holds their body fat in a different way, it's kind of like when you're trimming down and removing body fat, it's kind of like draining a swimming pool. Everyone's deep end is in a different place. So the deep end where you naturally hold your fat the most is gonna be the last thing to leave. I know people and I have met people which hold more fat on their lower back. I've met guys that hold fat on their stomach, hips, all sorts of thing. it can vary from you know male to female and you know genetics plays a big factor but essentially when you trim down is that optimal kind of where you're comfortable from a health wise where you're comfortable in terms of visual appearance and also where you're actually going to be able to to make gains and stuff like that so for me if I drop below 15% so roughly 15% body fat for me that That is a conscious effort to actually lose weight. Like I'd have to put effort in to go in below 15%. And my strength and everything just drops like off a cliff edge. So for me, that would take a lot of effort to actually do that. Now I've met people that would struggle at around 15%. I would I've met people that struggle for over that. But for me, from experiment. You know, experimenting on myself and stuff, I know that around about roughly 15% is like a comfortable, natri- natural weight for me, where the numbers still can still go up with regards to lifting and stuff like that. If I was to go up to 20% body fat, which I have before, the strength level also goes up and it goes up a little bit quicker. But, you know, I've kind of got to lose the, the, some of the abs for that. It's, there's no six packet around 20% unless i lie down and put on twist a little bit you know and that happens with the right lighting whereas 15 percent is like as mm, a, a shitty four pack i'm happy with a shitty four pack if my numbers <laughs> are going up when yeah. i get to my advanced strength standard you see yeah. what i'll be working on then is then i'll be thinking maybe i'll go on a cut or something yeah. like that but when people say bulk and cut that doesn't necessarily mean that you need to get really 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 fat as your average lifter maybe we could talk if you're doing competitions strongman competitions or powerlifter or something like that then you might even want to go up a little bit more but
1: right guys that's the end of the regular edition of this week's podcast please come over and join us on the patreon where we discuss these topics in more detail and also don't forget to buy something from my protein shout out to my protein sponsoring this podcast
0: Bye. Bye.